Jesus, we thank you. We bless you. We worship you. We adore you. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. We give you all honor. We give you all the adoration, Daddy. No one is like no one can be compared to you. We are asking that you teach us your word today and take all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Children of the living God, you are welcome once again. We continue our teaching on believers' responsibility. This is going to be part two. You are joining us for the first time. I would like to accept Jesus Christ into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. Quickly say this after me. Say, Lord Jesus, have mercy on me. I open my heart to you. I come just the way I am. Please, Lord Jesus, forgive all my sin. I believe you died for my sin. You died for my justification. I open my heart unto you. Take over my life. Be my Lord, be my God, and be my Savior. Rule now supreme in my life. I hand over my life to you, and I renounce the wicked one, the devil. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Dear Lord, I commit as many that have confessed you as Lord and Savior into you on this hour. Please, Father, take over their life in the name of our Lord Jesus. Rule and reign supreme in their life. Guide them to the part of eternity. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Beloved, you are welcome. Please don't forget to read the Word of God, study the Word of God, very, very important. And prayerfully joining the Bible-believing church where they will teach you the word of holiness and the word of righteousness. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, in part one, we look at believer responsibility. Pray for one another. Two, bear one another. But then three, love one another. Number four, grudge not against one another. And of course, number five, we say preach the gospel. It's very, very important. Preach the gospel. Then number six, Responsibility that is the most important is the most important of all our responsibility. Fight to make heaven. It's a command. <laughs> God call us to fight to make heaven. Going to heaven is not by butter and bread or by <laughs> Low quality prayer is with the whole of aggression, put in all strength, all energy. Yes, it is not by power, it is not by mind, it is by grace we are saved, and it is by the mercy we will make it. But we must put things right first before you begin to ask for grace and mercy. You can't be living in the same came on asking for grace and mercy, grace and mercy. You must get rid of all iniquity and fight tooth and nail. The Bible says, Haven't done all to stand, it says, Stand. Is the word of God. Fight. Luke 13, 24. Luke 13, verse 24. I'm not going to be teaching much on this because I have a message already on how to make heaven. You understand? There's a message, there's message already on my podcast. I must make heaven by the mercy of God. There are so much prayer there that you must pray that will help you to make heaven. Part 1 and 4. I must make heaven by the mercy of God. So make sure you listen to, to that podcast it will help you. So our responsibility to fight to make heaven. Act 14, 22. I mean, Luke 13, 24 first. Luke 13, verse 24. For I say unto you. Okay, this is not even the situation I'm looking for. Luke 
13 verse 24 okay Luke 24 Luke 13 verse 24 I'm correct strive to enter in at the straight gate for many I say unto you we seek to enter in and shall not be able look at that to strive means to fight to put forth your strength your energy To enter in at the red gate. He said, for many, I say not to you, we seek to enter in and shall not be able. I pray for you that you'll be among those that we seek to enter in and that we enter in in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says you must strive. You must fight. You must put on all your strength, all your energy. You must shine them towards the making of Heaven, don't relax. Do all you know that within your reach, within the gifts of the Holy Spirit, because these are all we need to make heaven. I mean, rather, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit will not help you to make heaven. The gift will only help us to build the church, to grow the church. But we need the fruit to make heaven. So the fruit is what you must capitalize on. Make sure that the fruit are all completed in your life. Completed, completed, completed. All the fruit of the Spirit. And you must make sure there is nothing or a trace of the flesh in your life. Because if there be any work of the flesh, there's no how somebody can make heaven. One works of the flesh is enough to knock anybody out of the kingdom of heaven. Act 14, 22. Act 14, 22. Let's look at the apostle. Confirming the souls of disciples and exhorting them to continue in their faith and that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. Look at that. We must. We must. He said, maybe or whether. No. We must. <laughs> through much tribulation enter into the kingdom of God. So, before you can enter the kingdom of heaven, you must pass through tribulation. That Bible says you must fight. No matter might be the attack on your way, you must never, never give up. You must never, never give up. You pass through tribulation to enter the kingdom of heaven. So the road to enter heaven is the road of tribulation. And you know what that means? <laughs> so it's not a thing that is okay. I'm born again. You are not concerned about going to heaven. You don't even pray about it. You don't check your life. You don't ask God whether you are going to heaven or hell. You don't do anything about spiritual check and balance in your life. You must do all these things. Just as you are praying for God, asking God for many other things, you must also pray concerning going to heaven. Grace and mercy to make heaven. Like I've said, I will not take more time there. Listen to that podcast, part one to four. I must make heaven by the mercy of God. Number seven, we are called to live a holy life. We are called to do what? To live a holy life. Don't ever forget this. That as a child of God, holiness is uppermost. Holiness within and holiness without. Holiness within, holiness without. Even this one, I've talked so much about it in the message called Shut Your Door Against Hell. Shut Your Door Against Hell. The emphasis there is all about holy living. It's all about holy living. We are not called to live a life of waywardness or a life of 
the flesh, but we are called to live a life of holiness. Quickly, I will read some scriptures, then move to the next stage. Like I've said it, I've taught so much on this. In short, your door against hell, holiness within and holiness without. We are called to live a holy life. Matthew 6, 33, he said, But seek ye for the kingdom of God and righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. But the church today, many of us, what we are doing is that we put the righteousness, we put the holiness aside, and we are going to look for the carnal things first. It doesn't work like that. It's a principle. When you follow the principle, things will work out automatically. Seek the righteousness of God. Many of us, God will not give us the blessings because we are not mature. We are not up to the standard of our holiness. We are not up to the standard of God's holiness and righteousness for us to control that blessing. Because when God give it to you, at time, there are the instances when God gives blessings to his children, they just backslide. Because their height and level of holiness and righteousness is very, very low. So you must seek the righteousness of God. You must know it very well. Then all other things will come after. We are called to live a life of holiness, holy living. It's of one color, purity. One color, not double standard. Let's go to the book of Thessalonians. I would just like to read all this scripture for us to understand more of the scripture. Because many of us will not have time to sit down and carry this Bible and it's a thing you must have time for. Every child, every born child of God must have time to read the word of God. For God has not, okay, for Thessalonians 4, 7, for God has not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness. Period. He has not called us unto uncleanliness. He has not called us unto uncleanliness, but unto holiness, unto righteousness, unto holy living. First Peter chapter 1, verse 15. But as he which has called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation. You can see that. But as he which called you is holy, so be you holy in all manner of conversation. We must be holy in all manner. In our heart, in our thought, in our character, in our dressing, in our behavior. He said, in all manner of ramification, in all manner of communication, in all areas of our life. See, be you holy in all manner of conversation. Attitude, character, communication, skill, thought, imagination, in our body system, which many people today do not believe. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. The body must never, never be polluted. Don't forget, listen to the series of those messages. Shut your door against it. I think it's from part one to seven also. He talked more all about holiness within and without. Hebrews 12, 14, the Bible says, Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. That is serious. <laughs> Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14. Follow peace with all men. Holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So if you want to see the Lord, you want to make heaven at the end of your Christian race, don't toy with the life of holiness. God has called us to live. When you live the life, you spread the fire of holiness anywhere, everywhere that you are. The same thing is confirmed in Leviticus 11.44. For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore sanctify yourself and ye shall be holy. For I am holy. 
Neither shall ye defile yourself with any manner of creeping that creepeth upon the earth. So we are called to live a life of holiness. Don't ever forget that. And of course, number eight is our responsibility. We are called not to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. This now is becoming too rampant. It's becoming too common among believers. And it is the end time prophet, teachers that are preaching these messages. That yeah, God is in your heart. You don't need to fellowship with other brethren. Just be inside your house, be worshiping God. It's good to have a personal fellowship. You remember, I was talking about congregational anointing. I will talk more about that one. I'll be talking about fresh anointing. There are levels of anointing. And we have personal anointing. That is when you are fellowship with God, you generate personal anointing. You know, we have family anointing. That's when the family comes together, the fellowship with God. Call it family anointing. Then there's what is called the church anointing or the congregational anointing. That's when the church comes together, brother and sister, to fellowship with the to fellowship together, we generate the highest power of authority. And that, of course, is the word of God in Hebrew 10, 25, that we should not forsake the assembly of ourselves together at the manner of some, which means some are doing it, but he's telling us, do not do it. Because there are so many, there are so many benefits we will miss when we are not fellowshipping with the brethren. And there are so many benefits we will achieve, we accrue to ourselves when we are fellowshipping together. Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is when that some people are already into it. Some people are already doing it. And see that do not follow their footsteps, do not join them. He said, but do what? Exalting one another as so much more as you see that they are approaching. As much as you see that they are approaching. We must never put aside our fellowshipping together. It's very, very powerful. You generate what is called congregational anointing. You generate what is called the church anointing. And that breaks all yokes. There is no yoke. The church anointing will not break. Remember, the Bible says for Mount Zion, the earth shall be deliverance, there shall be holiness, and of course, the house of Jacob shall possess their possession. I keep on telling people that we must obey every part of the scripture. We must obey it. The one scripture that I fear so much, that's in the book of Galatians chapter 3. Galatians 3 verse 10. It's a very heavy scripture. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. Look at that. For it is written, Cause is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Look at that. For it is written, Cause is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So if somebody continue in 99 and he leave or abandon one of them, for instance, Hebrew 10, 25, he said that person is still under a curse. Because it's a law. It's a forsake not. When God says forsake not, it means forsake not. <laughs> so we must fear God and make sure we obey all details of the word of God. We must keep on praying for grace to be obedient in totality. Total obedient. Total and complete obedient. It's a thing we must be praying for every day of our life. That same scripture is in Deuteronomy 27 verse 26. It's in Jeremiah 11 verse 3. The same scripture. You can check it out. Deuteronomy 27, verse 26, Jeremiah 11, verse 3. Saying the same thing. So we must know there's our responsibility. Never 
to forsake the assembly of ourselves together. There are so many benefits mm -hmm. associated with fellowshipping with one another. So many benefits of fellowshipping with one another. Maybe one of these that I will teach on that also. And of course, number nine is to be like Christ. It's one of the most very, very highest responsibility. We are called to be like Christ because we come from different backgrounds, which we all know different culture and everything. And when you are born again, the Bible is now your custom. The Bible is not your tradition. You don't have another tradition outside the word of God. You don't have another custom outside the word of God. So that we can come to what? The unity of faith is very, very vital. That's why when you are born again, you don't talk about your custom. You don't talk about your tradition. You talk about the custom and the tradition of the word of God. You talk about the law of God. Because you have changed address. You have changed standard of living. You have changed the ways of life. Why? We have been transformed by Christ from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of his dear son. So we are newborn babies. We are newborn children of the living God. And we must obey his law. Rules and regulation. When you claim to be a child of God, you claim to be a Christian, the Bible is your custom, the Bible is your tradition, the Bible is your constitution, the Bible is your ways of life. You must never forget that. And that we are all called to be like Christ. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Among many brethren. 30. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. He also glorified. Don't ever forget, we are called to be conformed to the image of Christ. We are called to be like Christ. And how can you be like Christ if you are still obeying the tradition of your forefather? If you are still obeying the tradition, the customs of the world and of the devil? Because I used to tell people when we're talking about tradition and custom, listen to it very well. Listen to that message on my podcast, Custom and Traditions. I told them, I said, all custom and traditions are from the devil. But it's a pity that many of us, we don't know. Not some. Except for those that agree with the word of God, any custom, any tradition that is not in agreement with the word of God is clearly of the devil. Because the Bible says, ye, make the word of God of non-effect because of your tradition, because of your custom. So, human custom and tradition render the word of God of non-effect. And how can you claim to be a child of God? You are rendering the word of God non-effect in your life through your traditional custom. Which heaven is that kind of person going? So please listen to that message. Customs and tradition is also on my podcast. We are to live by the word of the living God. The Bible is our custom. The Bible is our tradition. It's our custom. It's our tradition. It's our way of life. It's our standard of living. And of course, it's our constitution. We are to live by the word of the living God. Not by any other thing at all, at all, at all, at all, at all. The word of God. We are called to be like Christ. 
And when you are like Christ, the heaven and the doors of heaven is, of course, waiting for all of us. Let's go to Act 11, 26. And when, okay, let me just read verse 20, 20 and 26. And some of them were men of Cyprus, listen to that, and Syrian, which when they were come to Antioch, speak unto the Christian, preaching the Lord Jesus. These are men from different backgrounds, preaching the word of the Lord Jesus right to them. And look at what the Bible now says in verse 26. And when we had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that the whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christian first in Antioch. The disciples were called Christian first. Christ-like. They saw the attitude, the nation, the character of Jesus Christ in them. So for you to say you are conformed to the image of Christ, then you must do things the way Christ will do it. You must behave the way Christ will behave. You must handle situation the way Christ will handle situation. We must pray the way Christ will pray. We must evangelize the way he will evangelize. We may do everything the way himself will do it. And you can see that in the Bible. You can see in the book of Matthew, the book of John, the book of Luke, how Jesus Christ ministered why on earth. How he related to every human being in all ramifications of life. So our life must be patterned after Christ. And how do we do this? By removing the little forces that are spoiling the vine in our life. By capitalizing and growing the fruit of the Spirit in our life. This will make us to be like Christ. Build, develop, pray into reality. The fruit of the Spirit. Where there is anger, you remove anger. You put meekness there. When there is pride, you remove pride. You put humility there. When there is ungodly living, you remove it. You put holiness there. When there is rebellion and disobedience, you uproot it. You put obedience there. This is how we grow and grow into the fullness of Christ. Number 10, we are called to forgive and to forget. We are called to forgive and to forget. It's our responsibility. It's an assignment that Christ has given to us. In Matthew 18, 15 to 17, Peter was asking Jesus, how many times will my brother sin against me that I will forgive him? Is it seven times? Jesus Christ said, I didn't say seven times. What does he say? Let's look at it. Matthew 18, 15 to 17. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault. Between thee and him alone, if he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. This is how to settle matter in the kingdom. This is how to settle cases. Quarrel, fight among brethren, not by gossiping one another. Something happen, go to the person and tell him his fault. Don't go to pastor. If there's no listen to you, take one more bread then. Go again. If you don't take another, make it two. Go. For the third, then the fourth time, tell the church. Tell the church. Verse 17. Okay, verse 16. But if you not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more. Look at that. That in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. And if he shall neglect to hear them, tell it unto the church. 
But if he neglect to hear the church, let him be unto thee as a heathen and a publican. Why I bring that out is because a lot of us, we overlook that. And it's a very serious issue that we must not overlook. When, you, when there's quarrel between you and your brother or your sister or anybody, this is the process to follow. Don't report to anybody. Go and report to the person first. Ah, my sister, what you have done, I don't like it. My brother, this is what you did. That's the procedure. Follow it. Anything you do outside that is tantamount to disobeying God. God. 21 to 22. 21 to 22 now. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. Till seven times, Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. In other words, continue to forgive. Continue to forgive. Don't stop forgiving. And when you forgive, you forget. How do you forget? You don't remember it again. You don't call it to remembrance again. That's how to forgive and forgive. You can't tell me you forgive somebody and the person is coming, you're trying to avoid the person. That means you're not forgiving that person. The person you are forgiving, you must be able to shout with the person, talk with the person, exchange pleasantry, gift even, give to one another. Mark 11, 30. He said, for very late, I say unto you, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not die in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he seeth shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he seeth. Therefore I say unto you, what this ever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. This is where we are going now. And when you stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any, that your Father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. 26. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father wish in heaven forgive your trespasses. We must forgive one another. It's compulsory. It's a must. We must forgive. We must forgive. And the last one for today, learn to overcome evil with good. Learn to overcome evil with good. It's a command. God told us. Do not overcome evil with evil. Rather, overcome evil with good. That I may be people that have committed terrible sin against you. Don't try to revenge. Don't carry the load that is bigger than you. Vengeance belongs to God. It's not your property. Romans 12. Let's start reading from verse 19 into 21. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. Look at that. Don't carry God load. Vengeance belongs to God. <laughs> vengeance is mine. I will repay, say the Lord. Therefore, if the enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap a course of fire on his head. That is the mystery behind the whole of distance. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. I would love to stop here for today. If you don't know anybody that obtained tremendous deliverance and breakthrough in the Bible, I think you will know about the man called Job. How God turned the captivity of Job around. Why? 
he prayed for his enemy. He rewarded his enemy good in place of evil. Because those friends who supposed to comfort him when he was passing through terrible challenge, they all rose up against him. They called him all manners of name. He called him murderers. That is a sin that is worrying him. That that means all the way you have been gotten, you have been using human beings for ritual. They said all kind of terrible things against him. And the Bible says, Job, still pray for them. Look at that. Job 42, verse 10. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friend. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So by praying for our enemies, God can turn our captivity around. Because he said it. Say, pray for, for, pray for your enemy. Pray for them that hate you. Even that despite you use you. See, when they're hungry, feed them. When they thirst, give them water to drink. And he went for that to say something very, very terrible there. That will happen to them. But as for you, he said he will turn your captivity around. Say, Father, I thank you for your word. Have mercy on me, Daddy. Grant me grace and mercy to perform my believer responsibility. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Father, Lord, I thank you. I bless you for your word today. Daddy, I am asking you, grant me grace and mercy, O oh God, to perform my believer responsibility. This is what you have called me to do, Lord, and I ask for grace and mercy to do everything you have called me to do in the name of our Lord Jesus. I receive grace, I receive mercy. I receive grace, I receive mercy to perform my responsibility, to do everything you have called me to do in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Say, any power of hell that wants to stop me from doing exactly what God has called me to do, be bound to death, be bound to destruction. Lose your grip and hold and be cast out of my life into the deep fire of the Holy Ghost. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you the spirit of pride, spirit of rebellion, spirit of disobedience to the word of God that do not want me to obey my God to full capacity. Be banned in the name of Jesus Christ. Be banned to death. Be banned to destruction in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be banned to death. Be banned to destruction in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be banned to death. Be banned to destruction in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Say, thou power of God from above, to obey my God in totality and to do everything he wants me to do, envelope my life afresh. Envelope my life afresh in the name of our Lord Jesus. Power of God from above, to do everything God wants me to do. Come mightily upon my life. Come mightily upon my family. Come mightily upon my ministry. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come mightily upon my life. Come mightily upon my family. Come mightily upon my ministry. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Power of God from more high. 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 In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. To do everything my Lord, my God, want me to do. Come mightily upon my life. Come mightily upon my family. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I have no power of my own. I have no might of my own. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Come mightily upon my life. Come mightily upon my family. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Power will go for more high. Power will go for more high. To do everything you want me to do. 
take over my life. Arrest me, priest on my body. Arrest my family, priest on my body. Arrest my ministry, <coughs> spirit on my body. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, our Father Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Don't forget our watch word for this teaching is Art of Apostle, chapter 9, verse 6, which saw as the Lord Jesus. Lord, what would thou have me to do? And the Lord has told us already what he wants us to do. Receive grace to obey the word of God. Receive grace to perform your believer responsibility. That at the end of the day, you will not miss heaven. We shall sit in heaven by his grace, by his mercy. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please share the word of God with as many people as possible. And like I've said it, if these messages are truly blessing you, please visit my YouTube channel at Akin Yemi Isaiah. Visit my YouTube channel at Akin Yemi Isaiah 9129. Just type it, YouTube channel, search button, I came as there. You will come out there, listen to those prayer and those messages. They will also help your life. That is school of prayer. We share the word of God and we pray for everyone that are listening to the messages. Please subscribe and share with as many as possible. If you claim to love me and my message is blessing you, visit that YouTube channel and make sure you subscribe and you share with as many people as possible. And if you need counsel, you need prayer, you need any form of assistance, or that we go on to you to be a blessing to us, don't forget to contact me on our YouTube, on our WhatsApp number, 070-30-24-64-68. It's very, very important. 070-30-24-64-68. WhatsApp message only. God bless you. Receive grace to make heaven at the end of your Christian race. You will not fall by the wayside. In Jesus' mighty name, I have prayed. Amen.